0: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
3: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the happy hour. Five o'clock. With you for another hour and then the, no, that's right. Scraby Chronicles follows and then the weekend begins for you. That's right. Uh, We have to finish our big five, so uh, let's uh let's get to it. i oh, turn your mic on. My there you go. Uh,
1: so what we were talking about was the Nationals jersey that they debuted today. I retweeted it on my account at Matt Scraby if you want to see it. But let me do a better job of explaining these jerseys because I was strapped for time. But the home jersey is the pullover one with no buttons on it. And on the left chest, it has a big W and it has the Capitol building silhouette in the background with two stars next to it. Now, the front and the back are white, but the sleeves are dark blue. And then the away uniforms are gray, and they have Washington across the chest. I think the home uni- or the road uniforms look pretty good. The more I look at the home uniforms, the more I think they're not that great. Um, on the chat, we had some people give their reviews, and for the most part, really good. Um, Nationals hat is dope, they said. I like the gray unis. Whites look like a dressed T-shirt, and I think that's true. So uh, I believe it was Chris. Do you like them? Hate them. Hate
4: Hate them. them. (laughs) Um, Well, visiting ones are fine. Uh, The home ones are are Harry High School. Yes. And I would expect no better than a softball Thursday night co-ed team to be wearing a white jersey with blue sleeves. It looks crappy. And the pullover looks really, really cheap. Like you couldn't afford the buttons. I, I, I can't believe a Major League Baseball team is wearing this in this day and age. By the way, biggest uniform change of the offseason?
1: New York Yankees. It's not. Who
4: never we changed their uniforms.
1: No, they. last time they changed it was 2015. When did they change it in 2015? They just took... They
4: added what they just took away. Yeah. Gotcha. Go ahead. I think it's a big deal for the Yankees to do anything.
3: Uh, Unfortunately. In a way of a change. Unless you are myself, Chris, or someone cut from that glove, you're not even going to be able to notice what they did differently. For most people. I I will.
4: It'll stick out like a sore thumb. By the way, it's my favorite Seinfeld episode ever. One where George is mad about getting
1: fired by the Yankees and he drags around the World
4: Series trophy in the parking lot.
1: (laughs) I saw that one. Man, that one's funny. I have not seen that one. All right. Um, Tony, what do you think about the uniforms? New Nationals uniforms. At Matt Scraby if you want to see them. I
3: can't help. But, hey, Chris, what is my man's name on here doing the NHL breakdown? Uh, They they took away the screen, so you can't see him now. He has a Canadian tux- tuxedo on. Okay,
4: <laughs> not Barry Melrose. No, it's not Barry. No, um, he's not doing that. Not anymore. sure which guy it is.
3: Uh, soup. It'll come up. That guy. Oh, uh, PK Subban. Yeah, he's got a. He's got the jean jean suit. Yeah, going right. That there. That is an interesting one. <laughs> All With right, the turtleneck. I think the uh the the home uniform is atrocious. It's so bad that I wouldn't be surprised if they don't ever wear them. If they go with like their red BP top or something, (laughs) because no one wants to wear.
1: Would players like complain? Uh, Will they complain? Yes.
3: Oh, I didn't know. They will. I just thought they just put on the
1: uniform that's provided. They
3: might be not be because they don't have too many veterans on that team. I could I could hear I could literally hear Mag Scherzer going off about the way these uniforms look <laughs> like literally giving they the could give max <laughs> scherzer the best uniform in the history of baseball and he would have
4: a complaint
3: that is uh i think those uniforms are very high school yeah they don't even have buttons
2: on them yeah that's weak
3: weak i say
1: but what, what what's the problem with no buttons it I'm just looks saying, like you, you can't you, afford
3: you, buttons you you <laughs> you get to the big leagues you want to put a big league uniform on you, you want to put your it triple up. A top back on? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Pull over.
2: You're just on.
1: pulling your shirt over your head. It's a T-shirt. Weak, weak. I say. Come on.
3: All right. We can do better.
1: They're also. I was reading more in depth about it, and they're trying to. It seems like people are surmising that they're trying to go away from the curly Q W. That's W. Fine. You can go away with the curly like Q. The Wonder Woman and w. have
3: some have some buttons on there. it will have been good, but instead, can't wait for them to have fun in those. Thin, well, what's thin, weird... Those thin tops early in
1: the season, too. What's, what's weird is that the home uniform has the Wonder Woman-type W, the new W. Because that, that explains kind of what I it I get looks you like. saying, yeah. It's more um, of a block W and than the, a curly Q. And, and the curly Q is on the road uniform, so they have both Ws represented. Why don't we just... You know what? I got a, I got a solution to all of the
4: Nationals' uniform woes. Move the team back to Montreal and wear what the Expos used to wear. I don't think that's going to happen. That'd be sweet. I
1: don't think that's going to
4: happen. Those were awesome unis.
1: All right, that's it for the big five. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. (laughs) You ready to go,
4: Tony? I got to ask you about this. How would you like a headline to be on ESPN to say the following? 97.3 The Fans Scraby sued for alleged Quote, depraved acts.
1: Like, you wouldn't want Wait, your why name. Did my, t- my, why, did, why did you just say that out loud on the radio? I'm using that as an example.
4: You wouldn't like it, right? No. You would see, certainly feel sometimes, you'd be very embarrassed by that. But that's whose name is attached to that headline. The name? Scrabies? No, Vince no. McMahon. Yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah, let's get Scrabey out yeah. of this. Vince McMahon has been uh, accused of, d- quote, depraved acts. Yeah. That's just not something you want to be connected with. It's Sorry about that, it, Vince. It but,
3: seems like Vince McMahon has taken on his WWE character in real life, apparently. he's This dude seems like a, a dirtbag, basically.
1: Dirtbag. Yeah, it's not good.
3: Yeah.
4: He it, says he's going to vigorously defend all this stuff, and I'm sure he's got a bunch of lawyers that can cover a whole bunch of it up and pay a lot of money, but there's no way he'll ever be able to convince me that he's not sleazy-
1: just yeah. just look at what he, the he WWF like. was like in the 80s and 90s. Tell me that you don't think that sexual harassment took place because I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> yeah, I it's, mean, it's, WWE... <laughs> WWE, gravy. you'd be a poor candidate for a juror on this particular case. Well, that's how you get out of being on yes. jury duty. Uh,
4: Your Honor, I'm pretty sure he did it. <laughs> no, there don't were... Don't need to hear any evidence. I'm pretty
1: sure, looking at this guy, that he's guilty. He's no, guilty. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I've, I, I'm pretty but sure... But I'm agreeing with you. I think yeah. the same thing. Oh, over the years there's been women the sh- that have come out saying that he treated them terribly. There's been men that have come out right. not necessarily sexual assault, but more like just ruining their careers. Former and- the, the
3: former former wrestlers that yeah. have
1: been um, you know,
3: a part of the WWE. This this isn't gonna end well. He he was able to I mean, he got sued and was forced out of um being the commissioner or owner of WWE, but he did what a lot of rich guys do, right? He he had the slick move to have be a part of the parent company that is also connected to WWE. So, so he still has he, his so hands he, in the uh Without a doubt. In the pies. They just signed a huge deal with Netflix. He got yeah, a piece of that, for So much sure.
4: money. Well, he's going to need all of that money to pay off some of the uh, this stuff to make it go away, I would think. Vince McMahon. Uh, Scrappy and I were kicking It's ball. too bad because the WWE is fun entertainment for a lot of people. And to For have this guy kids con- too, and kids right, yeah, and to have a- this guy
3: connected to it is really a bad. Uh, it, it's a bad look, unfortunately. That that ultimately will be the reason why the other company will force him to because you're making that company look crazy now because your name is all over it. Exactly, um, Chris Scrappy and I. Chris, tell us what you think about this. Scraby and I were kicking this idea around. Did we do it on
1: air? No, I did it on the Scraby show last night. We talked. We about, talked about it, about right it before your show. Here's how it came about. I was looking for news, and I was like, there's no news. And so baseball, basically what I was saying is they need to force news by doing a few things to get people to sign players. And so a signing period, a signing period. So what I said was last night, say a three week signing period from January 1st to January 21st to sign their free agents during that signing period that would create a lot of buzz about major league baseball and that would create a lot of buzz about spring training keep people in the mix but when there's no news heading into the season no one's talking about baseball right now because we don't have any news so
3: i think that you know it seems like a good idea on the surface right what would
1: you do
4: though to the guys that don't
3: get signed? Are they now no longer no, eligible I, to no, play that no, year? No,
4: I would say <laughs> you can't. Play. Sorry, you didn't sign. Sorry, by no one fourth. signed. Well, you that's why I mean. Play. That's why I think it'd be tough.
3: No, I think that's. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you got to flush some of this stuff out. The other thing is that I started thinking about is you, you, you know, generally speaking, you want one side to at least to to like the idea. Maybe the other side can come around. I'm not sure that either side might like the idea. Players may think. You know that length of time may bring uh, some of these teams to the table of what I want, and you know some players may be like you know that period works for them. The big dogs are going to are going to be the one that benefit the most. But as Chris said, what if some of those guys who are on the
1: Kind of edge there. That's a great question. I didn't even like, think about yeah, that. Sorry about ruining it for you, <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. We're flushing it out right now. We're trying to figure We're out how this can it happen. We're not it We just flushed it down the toilet. No. flushed it down the toilet. No. If you... Like, with the transfer portal, you... It's closed sometimes. They close the portal. I can't even speak on the
3: portal. I don't know I don't anything know well, about Okay, that so what if they did portal. this
1: January 1st, January 21st, first signing period, and then you get into spring training the, and you the, have another signing how about period the phrase, for teams? How about the phrase transfer
4: portal? It makes me think of a Dr. Pepper commercial where the guy's holding on to the kidney, <laughs> sails through into the... Uh, <laughs> Into the storm. Have you seen that that's commercial? A, that's an old Dr. Pepper
3: commercial. Yeah, well, the guy right has there. his
4: choice, either to hold on to the prospect who's going to go into the transfer porter or hold on to his Dr. Pepper. And, of course, he lets go of the <laughs> the, portal. The, the portal guy. <laughs> I, holds on to his Dr. Pepper.
1: I, yeah, I always imagine like, a, like a, a circle that just shows up and they walk into it, the portal we uh farmers <laughs> <laughs> what was that,
4: <laughs> what was welcome, that? To,
1: welcome to the happy hours ladies There's and gentlemen it a right. friday night happy Here, hour move. real quick before we go farmers insurance a question from the chat is this no news thing a media problem or a baseball problem I don't think it's a baseball problem baseball's thriving I think it's a baseball problem because they're not creating news but how is it hurting them because we I just think, don't have nothing to talk about. It hurts us. Oh, it definitely hurts us. I'm but not how is it, it hurting doesn't. baseball? I would say that they're missing opportunities to market their players, market their teams, get people excited about their seasons, sell more merchandise. It's, it's, know, almost like, it's almost like, okay, we're cool with what we got. The season still
3: doesn't start until, you know, people don't, outside of the maniacs in terms of fandom, right? Mm-hmm. People don't tune in to spring training like that. I mean... Some people will go and, and and enjoy the experience. But most people, it's it's opening day is the day that they start locking into the season. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something to wanting to keep baseball in the news when it's not their season because the other sports do it so well. And by the other sports, I mean really football and basketball. They have these times where season isn't going and we're still talking about it. but. Baseball has really never worked that way, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending. On, I mean, baseball's not hurt by them not having news. We would like them to have some news. I know I would like to have them some news. Here is yeah. some news. What? Here is some news. Tony huh. brought it up in the break. What? If you happen to be in
4: Kansas this weekend and you run into a statue of Jackie Robinson, please return it to the public park in Wichita, Kansas, from which it was stolen today sawed off at the ankles sawed off at the ankles the statue was then removed all the remains of the statue were robinson's feet people in wichita and in kansas in general are furious yeah. about this and there's uh, got to be
1: cameras around somewhere where they City can council member
4: Brandon Johnson said it's horrendous disgusting uh, it really come on what are you
3: what are you going to do with it you can't display it anywhere was the statue pissing you off that bad that you right. had to like? That's what it
4: feels. That's what it cut it off. Sounds like yeah.
3: It's just his You're shoes right. remaining there. That, yeah, that's really left. sad. It's really sad. So awful. Come it, on, man. it was a. It's a beautiful. Well, it was a beautiful statue. It looked like it was bronzed. Can we? Can we
4: find these people who took it? And can we just give them a little bit more punishment than the law allows? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that might be I don't think
3: that's actually allowed. You know what I mean though?
4: No. There's certain people that just make you so angry yeah, man. that you know well 10 years is the most you can get or a $500,000 fine. How about a Let's double. $1 million fine and 20 years yeah. then? Cuz you stole Jackie Robinson's statue. That's just that's just awful. That uh, is awful.
3: A couple crazy uh, beginnings of games NBA games Booker had 29 in the first quarter of their game. Whoa, 29 in the first quarter. That's the Indiana defense yeah. I know. I love <laughs> Luka Doncic has
4: 41 at halftime. Wow, Booker has 37 now at halftime, updating his day. Wow. Luka's all right. All right. Did we talk? Oh, we talked about it yesterday. What's that? Luka getting the fan kicked out of the game. Yes, we did. All right. Yes, we did. All right, let's
3: get to break. Morgan and Chris on the way here some traffic.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
4: All right, Crazy Finally Friday. Final couple of segments of Gwen and Chris before we turn it over to uh, the Scraby Chronicles. Matt Scraby's got his hour of complaining coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. I try not to complain, remember? I'm sure you do, though. You try not to. Uh, All right, I paid good money for this, guys. So I'm going to pass along this question to you. Who does ESPN Plus peg as the five breakout teams in Major League Baseball for
3: 2024. I paid for this, too. I didn't see this. Though. All
4: right. Teams that uh, obviously did not do great last year, that they are saying are the top five breakout teams for 2024. I would have – I'll give you a hint ahead of time. The Padres are not one of the five, and I would think they qualify in this category as a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that could – conceivably bounce back, but the Padres are not one of the five. Scraby, you want to take a stab at one of the five? Teams that stunk last year that are uh, candidates to break out this year. According mm-hmm. to you know our friends at the very rich stunk ESPN lunch. Plus. <laughs> the very rich. Yes, they have my six bucks uh, every single month. How about break out? I'll tell you, one, almost all these teams finished in last place last year, and they're thinking they're going to break out this year. What about year. the Marlins? Marlins are not one of the five. I don't think they finished last year. What about
3: the. You know... Can't beat the Nationals.
4: Nationals are one of them. Not uh, Nationals
3: break out. Their uniforms alone are going to keep them from breaking out.
4: Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Washington did go from 55 wins two years ago to 71 last year. So they went plus 16 last year.
3: Wow, I didn't realize
4: if that. If they gain like that again, then you'd have to consider them a breakout you can, candidate. You can
3: get me to buy that C.J. Abrams as a, mm-hmm. a breakout season this year. Okay, Help get me get me me the championship. Nationals are one of the teams. They're number 4. I how many, got America, one how many American
4: League? How many National? One American, four National. Oh, wow. I got one from the chat. Cardinals, Cardinals oh. number 5 on the breakout list. Don't forget, last year they finished with only 71 wins. The Cardinals had the same record last year as... The Nationals.
3: You could win a couple bar bets on that. We know who's not on that list. Seventy one
4: and ninety one are not on that list. Rockies are not breaking out. out They don't have the Rockies as a breakout. What about the
1: uh, from the chat? The Royals. Royals, no. I would have
4: expected though. They've had a lot of guys. No. No.
1: Top three are in
4: order. White Sox. Pitts. All right, you're just throwing (laughs) darts now. Uh, Pirates number three. Pirates number three. Oh, yeah. Um, they
3: started off good last year. If you Pirates remember.
4: finished with 76 wins last year. Faded. Yep. Down the stretch. Number 2 breakout roster, the Mets. Oh, yeah, that's
1: good. These yeah. aren't really, like, to me, that's not a breakout. they, Why, were supposed they to, last. They were supposed to be a breakout last year. Yeah, they won they... fewer games than the Pirates did last year. Yeah, and they
4: also spent the most by well, a lot in Major League Does not mean
3: they can't break out, Scraby?
4: 75 wins is all... They had a last year minimum number one breakout team for nineteen nineteen. Wow, what I was going to say for nineteen? I, no, I was going to say I meant to say twenty twenty four, but I started with nineteen. That's yeah, been a while. Definitely not nineteen. Number one breakout team, Boston Red Sox. What Red Sox? I'm just
3: saying. I I, not, I, I wasn't doing. I'm it trying to. You. I'm, to
4: I'm trying to make myself feel
3: better that I pay for this crap <laughs> every month. How long, how long
1: until he stops bringing that up? Uh, he, he might as well not. He might this should just be a running talk talking point for I'm him. I'm gonna you should not pay for it anymore, Chris. Just, just I'm not gonna to use you. Adams
4: No, I'm not gonna you use Adams. Don't see the, the, I don't want to see Brave up there. <laughs> he removed all of his hometown <laughs> stuff from the app. I want my own. This guy oh, that's hilarious. I want my own. Anyway, I don't know. I thought that would be kind of fun to talk about it as it
3: turned out. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can see why
1: Pittsburgh's in there. I have a question. I can see why the Mets are in there. Oh, sorry. Okay. I have a question from the chat. Brandon six one nine. Can someone explain the hype for Dylan Lesko? Was he insanely good in high school? Because he has a five point four five ERA in the minors. He's been so high in prospect rankings. I follow prospects pretty well. Haven't seen anything special from him. Who is uh, Dylan Lesko? Oh come on, Chris. You know who he is. <laughs> uh, he's, he's one of the top Ray prospects
3: farmhand? in the organization. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't seen enough of Dylan to make a you know uh, make a. We'll
1: see a lot here in spring training. Let me guess.
3: He's got a really
1: high spin
3: rate, and he's
4: got a you know ninety some odd plus mile per hour fastball. Judgment I, is the word I was looking and for. And I've a seen a point. million of these guys. And some of them
3: turn yeah, it, out and some of them don't. It's it's tough. But they man. get
4: rated as high prospects because they've got the stuff to be outstanding.
3: There are in my opinion, there there are few that you can just watch and be like, oh yeah, this guy is going to be legit. There are very few like that. Most of them, you gotta see how they react when they get to the big leagues to actually know what type of player you're gonna get. Ultimately, because, you know, getting hits or getting outs and triple A and double A and a ball is one thing. But then can you come up here? Can you adjust with the big leagues? Can you adjust multiple times at the big league level? Do you get overwhelmed? Is the moment to there's just so many unanswered questions, even for the prospects that come up. I've always had
4: a have always had an ill feeling for people with high preordained ceilings because i think those people get such a and because i wasn't one of those i had no fastball no spin rate no anything i just think i got people out which i thought was the idea but it felt like other guys that had better stuff than me got way more chances than i did and that's just how it works so i've always had a a little bit of a you know thing for the underdog guy in that category
1: guys that really just know how to pitch MLB Pipeline is uh, – I'm reading about the article when he was drafted by the Padres, and they said that he what year has was to, that? um When was this written? 2022? I'll go back and check. But Dylan Lesko boasts an exceptional changeup, the best in the draft uh-huh. is what they're saying. Wow. So That's what they're saying, but you got to take it with was, a grain of
4: salt. Yeah. Yeah, now,
3: it's 2022 you, they drafted if him. If you would have said he has like an explosive fastball, like yeah. – he has a plus fastball. Well, there you go. That's good. Plus don't don't fastball leave that part.
4: And out. one of the great change-ups in baseball history. <laughs> that's not what I said, Chris. They're turning him in. Who's Who's got the best? Who's got Who's a great change-up artist? Right now? Yeah. Devin Williams. Oh. Devin Williams. Doesn't Josh Hader have a good change-up? No. No. I thought he did. Blake Snell? He, Hit and miss. Change-up He, change up he is would tell you out. that that's his best pitch. But he was without it for an <laughs> he, entire season. He put it season. in timeout for put a season. Put it in timeout. Uh, we got a battle going on, as Tony mentioned earlier, between Luka Doncic of Dallas, Devin Booker of Phoenix. Are they playing
3: against each other in this? No, they're oh, playing to... in
4: separate games, but they're both midway through the third quarter. Doncic has 46 against the Hawks. Booker has 44 against the Pacers. I better
3: have him in my lineup Can Going to have a couple of
4: 60-point <laughs> nights again in the NBA, it looks like, as those two go head-to-head. We take a break. we got our interview of the week coming up. Scraby's still trying to figure out who that is. Stick around to find out what he comes up with. All right, Gwyn and Chris wrapping up the week. Finally a Friday. Real quick, before we get to our interview of the week, Scraby, NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Finalists were announced today. DeMar Hamlin, number one. DeMar Hamlin. You're just going straight there? That's the one I know is in there. He's, in a, he's certainly up for it. Uh, DeMar Hamlin played in three games this year. But Joe Flacco, who is another candidate, said on a uh, CBS sports radio show today, there is no doubt that DeMar Hamlin deserves this award. The other three finalists are Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford and Tua Tongavailoa.
1: Baker Mayfield's an interesting one because he was cast off. Yes, he was.
4: I mean, the other people deserve mention. But yeah, it's kind of hard to over- beat out Demar Hamlin for this award. Although I didn't realize he only played in
1: 3 games. I knew he'd lost his starting job at safety. But um yeah, because he was he was already filling in to begin with when he was in that game when last he got year. in that injury. Yeah. Yeah. Not an, even an injury, I guess. All
4: right, don't forget the NFL Championship games are right here on 973 The Fan Sunday All the excitement starts at 12 o'clock. Kansas City at Baltimore. At 3.30, Detroit and San Francisco. Both Scraby and I are picking the 49ers and the Ravens to win. Tony is picking the Lions and the Ravens to win. I think the most intriguing thing about that is that none of the three of us are going with the
1: Chiefs. That is kind of strange. And the unbeatable Patrick Mahomes. That is, that is so. interesting because we should be taking the Chiefs, I think. <laughs> like I said
4: before, if you're going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, just send me the money. <laughs> I mean, it,
1: just, it just seems silly to bet against this guy. I just really don't think their their offense has the big playmaker if they need it. They I know Patrick look, Mahomes is don't the big look playmaker. Like, they
4: don't look like they should be able to win the game. But, it's, again, they, you're betting against this guy, and, and that's... That's dangerous. Luka Doncic now, by the way, four minutes to go in the third quarter at Atlanta, is up to 51 points. Get this, Grabe. 19-24 shooting. That's pretty good. Yeah, 7-10 from the arc. Well, there you go. And along with his 51 points, he's got eight rebounds and five assists. Big night for Luka. He's, All right. he's feeding off of the fan. Traffic, and then our interview of the week focuses on baseball and our friend A.J. Cassaville. It's over
2: here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is
4: America's largest 5G network.
2: Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America.
0: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. I left fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. Ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.
2: If your day sounds like, we need to report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you have persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp, but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. All right. Ooh, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark fighter. Trick responsibly. gear imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. AJ, how are you? Your off-season is coming to an end here quickly.
5: Oh, that's not, that's not a great way to welcome me. I, I enjoy the offseason. You know. And I, I enjoyed spending my offseason Friday night last night watching the Nets beat up on, on the Lakers. Oh, I mean, oh though yeah. the, the Nets are terrible. I didn't want to let that get swept under the rug about coming up. Nor, nor should
3: you. I have to tell you, that's as salty as I've been this season watching the Lakers. So salty. They, they were handling business, and then the third quarter came, and it was like, it was a it was an imposter team out there as the Lakers. They got drummed by Brooklyn, and uh, I certainly don't do this often, but I definitely took it in a little bit of happiness as the Clippers came back and beat them the following day.
5: Ooh. And I never do that, Ooh. but
3: I, that's how upset I was. AJ, uh, Padres. Well, I was at that
5: game? Actually,
1: you went to the game.
5: Yeah, the Lakers tickets are too expensive, but the Clippers tickets I can get. So. Really? That's that, surprising to that me. Is, that
1: is. A, that because is, the Clippers are just so much better than the Lakers easy, right now. Easy, easy. That is a not so secret, secret uh, deal there. Before we get into the baseball, I have to ask you about fantasy basketball. No, you don't. Tony was telling us the other day that he is uh, still struggling. He's got some injury, but how are you doing this year, AJ? We know you struggled last uh, year, but this year? Yeah,
5: terrible. Really, <laughs> really bad. I. It's, it's, Tony and I got to figure something out for next season because this, we're both we've, we've been at the bottom of this league for a couple of years. And I'm pretty good when it comes to like other stuff, like I've won my fantasy hockey league a couple of times. I don't don't watch hockey that much, but this fantasy basketball league which is.
3: Yeah, I, I, I haven't been able to figure it out. I'm I, I'm getting pummeled every week. So maybe maybe the two worst teams combine next year and we come together or something because uh-huh. right now it's not working for either. I'm, relegation, I'm, maybe. I'm, we, if there was a relegation, <laughs> we be would be kicked out already. Okay. That's how bad it's been. Uh, AJ Castleville joins us, and, and AJ obviously the Padres. Uh, they still have some things that they they have to address. Uh, it's looking more and more as we get closer to spring training that it's not going to be one of those big, splashy uh, bad boys. It's going to be something along the lines of of late. You you hear in reports Syndergaard and and Lorenzen had uh, had bullpens and Padres were in attendance. Is that the kind of signings that we can look to uh, in terms of filling some of those open spots?
5: I think maybe for a signing, that would probably be the level. I think, I still think it's possible there's some, some version of a trade out there that, that comes to fruition. Maybe that's, that's not necessarily any reporting on my front. That's just kind of knowing the way AJ Preller operates, and the way he goes about getting his guys. Um, but yeah, I, I think at, at this point where, where the Padres are and kind of what they've shown so far this offseason, there are still plenty of holes on this roster in the outfield and the rotation. Uh, maybe the way they go about getting those guys is, is in some bargain by low signings like like that. And and on the pitching side of things especially, they've proven that they can take those guys and turn them into real legitimate options. So we'll see uh kind of where that fits in with, with what the with what they're trying to do.
1: Talking to AJ Casville of MLB.com here on Gwyn and Chris. And AJ, we were well, I we weren't talking about this yesterday. I was talking about this on Twitter this morning and I got crushed for it. But have you heard anything about the Padres? And let me just get this out of the way. I am not saying that the Padres should sign Clayton Kershaw. I just asked the question. But do you think that the kick, the tire kicker AJ Preller, should kick some tires on Clayton Kershaw?
5: Well, I think the tire kicker AJ Preller should probably kick tire whenever he's creating available. <laughs> okay. uh, he's uh, Kershaw. Kershaw, I think maybe given the injuries he's he's dealt with, depending on like what he'd be asking for and where and where you'd be. uh where the Padres would would kind of be with their rotation, I think they might need just a little bit more certainty in terms of what they're getting inning wise, innings wise from a from a starting pitcher. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw is maybe the best pitcher of this generation and everything, but he's he's not that guy right now. And and you want the innings in a rotation that doesn't have a lot of guarantees right now. I mean, even even Yu Darvish and Joe Musgrove, who are as far as we know healthy and going to embark on a regular spring training, they're coming off injuries last season, and so. When you're, when you're trying to find guys, if you're trying to find guys on, on bargain deals, I think you're looking for guys who who can can be guaranteed a little bit more innings than that.
3: AJ Castleville joins us here, MLB.com. And, AJ, we often spend our time talking about who they don't have on this roster. Well, what they do, do have on this roster is the likes of uh, Xander Bogarts, or Fernando Tatis Jr., and, and probably most importantly, Manny Machado. Now, He's coming, going to be coming into this season having had elbow surgery, but he's also due for a bounce back season. In, in, in regards, how big of of a season does or will a bounce back season, I should say, have in, in in terms of where this Padre team can go?
5: Yeah, he's he's obviously critical, and I've been kind of going around position by position on this roster, writing about each spot. and Third base was the one I did last week, and it, it was just probably the simplest one because he's the guy he's entrenched there for a long time. And you kind of know, you're going to get, you know what you're going to get in terms of the effort and, and what he's, what he's going to bring to the table and the fact that he's going to try as hard as he can to play every single day. Yeah. If he's healthy, I expect him to be back in that MVP discussion. Like he's been basically the last couple of seasons when he has been healthy. And so I, I just think that, uh, after the way last season went, after maybe some of the blame that he got for, for whatever chemistry issues were going on in the Padres clubhouse, that I think, I mean, I think there was plenty of blame to go around. And I know Machado's status as the highest paid player and whatnot puts him in the spotlight, but, but maybe some of it fell a little too squarely on him. I think there's going to be so much incentive for a guy like Manny Machado to, to, to use as motivation for turning things around next season when he already doesn't need much of it to, yeah. to kind of get to what, what we've seen at an MVP level, when we've seen him at, a, at an MVP level before. And so I think he's the kind of guy that, that uses that stuff and will probably use some of the, the talk about the Padres this offseason. They were obviously so nationally relevant last year. This year, it, it feels like nationally they're an afterthought. And Manny Machado is the kind of guy that internalizes that and uses it to drive him. And so if I'm guessing, I, w- I would say that he's right back in that, in that upper echelon of player, all MLB, maybe back in the MVP discussion this season.
1: Well, that'd be a great thing for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, We're talking sure. to AJ Cassaville here of MLB.com about the Padres. And I know you are not even to spring training yet, as Tony so rudely pointed out at the beginning of this, that your <laughs> off season was almost over. But And so I don't know if you have an answer for this, but how many of the guys in AAA, AA, and the minor leagues are the Padres realistically looking at having on the opening day roster?
5: As of right now, obviously, there's there's some spots available. Now, I think there's... those those spots are going to dwindle over the next couple weeks as the Padres sign guys even at the fringes of their roster. And and so I, I've said this a few times. I don't think the Padres want to go into the season expecting their guys at AAA, AA, the guys like Jacob Marcy, Grand Pauly, those guys to be definitive roster guys like like they kind of are right now if you're mapping out a, a 26-man roster based on the players the Padres have. They want those guys to have to earn their spot. And so you want to you ask your – high-profile, younger players to earn their way onto the big league roster, whether that's in May, whether that's in June, whether that's at the start of the season if they have a really big spring. And so I don't think there's probably that many places available for those guys come the start of the season, but the Padres are probably pretty clearly banking on those guys to make a leap, and I don't know which of the guys it'll be, but you want those guys to to, to maybe not just be on the roster because the Padres don't have anyone else. The Padres need to sign – Maybe two more outfielders, another bench guy, and if one of those guys supplants a proven major leaguer to earn that spot, then you say, hey, all the better. We've we got room for you on our roster and, and go out and contribute.
3: You mentioned you've been writing about some of the position, position by position, and you, you've hit on the shortstop spot. Xander Bogard's in year two uh, with this Padre organization. Now, it, it didn't start well for him, but it certainly ended very well for him. What do you think year two looks like for Xander? And more importantly, possibly, is it at some point, are you having to address the defensive side of this or are we still another year away from that?
5: I mean, it it depends on kind of how he defends this season. I think if you get what you got last season out of him, he's a perfectly capable, adequate shortstop. And then you have three outstanding defenders around him in the infield. Obviously, there's the question mark about whether, whether Hassan Kim should be playing shortstop. I think it's, it's not even a question. I think Hassan Kim is a better defensive shortstop than Xander Bogart. But Kim has proven his value enough and brings enough value at second base. Yeah. And the fact that Manny Machado might open the season as a DH coming off that surgery. So Kim needs to play third. Kim's in the final year of his deal. There's just a lot of reasons why there's more stability keeping Xander there at shortstop for the time being. But that is all predicated on him kind of maintaining what he's done the last – Three seasons defensively, he's become a better defender at shortstop. And shortstops typically don't age well defensively, but since he's kind of made some adjustments to his to his pre-pitch routine and and kind of the way he attacks the baseball defensively, he's become a a decent defensive shortstop. Which, when you pair it with the offensive numbers that he that he posted, particularly in Boston, but even last season, like that's a player. And so I I would agree with you. I don't think he had a he obviously didn't have the kind of year he wanted to have in year one in San Diego, and he was still a, a four win player because yeah. of what he does offensively and how he pairs it with, with what he does defensively at shortstop. That's a hard player to find. And so if he can just take, if, if he can, I mean, he was really, really good in Boston for some of those seasons. I think eight eighty OPS the last, the, the five previous seasons before coming to San Diego. I mean, even if it's somewhere around like eight 840 next season, which I think you can expect from a guy who hits like Xander Bogart. If you look at what he did in the second half last season, I think yeah. it was, it was around 850. Uh, that is a that is an extremely valuable, useful player, and and the Padres if if they get what they got defensively from him last year, and like I said, it's hard for shortstops defensively when they when they kind of creep into their 30s. Uh, but if they get that, that's a that'll that'll be a really solid season from him.
1: Talking to AJ Caspillo, MLB. and last one for me, AJ. We were talking yesterday. I found this prediction that Luis Campusano, with at least four hundred plate appearances, would hit twenty home runs. Do you think that would? Do you think that number is too much, too little, or just about right?
5: That sounds just about right to me. The four hundred plate appearances is is the obvious kind of question mark. Yeah, that's, that's glaring to me because he hasn't he hasn't done that yet. And that's not to say he can't. It's not to say he won't. I think if he gets 400 plate appearances, which is probably the right number to shoot for also. I mean, he's not, you don't want, you probably don't want a catcher in his first full season in the major leagues getting 550 plate appearances and being the everyday guy. And it's part of the reason they traded for Higashioka was to, to have a, a 1B to Camposano's 1A. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, his ceiling is extremely high. And he's kind of these, one of these guys where the Padres obviously are not going to replace, Juan Soto with with, uh, with with one there's no other Juan Soto coming into San Diego, but if they get a little bit more from Machado, a little bit more from Bolgards, if they get a guy like Camposano breaking out and he can be healthy for those 400 plate appearances and do what he did offensively, you start to see the pieces of why this offense could and I think maybe maybe should be better than what it was last season, even when they had Juan Soto.
3: Lastly, AJ, I, I, you, you kind of hit on a little bit in, in terms of the um, up in the airness of of Joe Musgrove are no guarantees, I should say, with you, Darvish and Joe Musgrove. But those two coming in are, should be healthy to start spring training. How big of a deal? Because remember, both of those guys had setbacks or and or you know the World Baseball Classic last year. How how important you think it will be for those two to to have a healthy spring training in order to get off to a right start?
5: Yeah, if those guys have a healthy spring and and just kind of a regular buildup, and they get out on they get out on the mound, maybe maybe those are your two guys pitching in the Korea series. Like that is that that is huge and a stark contrast to what happened last season when yeah. the Padres got off to their slow start and didn't have those guys reliably for early in the season and didn't have them at the end of the season either. And it's just if 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 those are your two guys and if Blake Snell's not coming back, that's those are the those are the guys you're going to rely on. And there are, I, I just there are obviously question marks. They're both guys in their 30s who are coming off injuries, and so everything we've heard so far this offseason is positive on that front. But you just want to see them get out during spring training and and build up, throw those two innings and three innings and four innings and five. And once that all becomes real, and they get to the point where they're ready for the regular season, if that's the case, that is that is so big for this team because on top of those guys being. Really good pitchers when they're healthy, they're kind of the leaders of this rotation and two of the, the most well-respected guys in that clubhouse.
3: No doubt about it. And, and them getting off to a healthy start could could pay big dividends. AJ, uh, we're gonna do this more often, man. It's about that time. As I told you before we started, <laughs> your time is coming to an end, as is mine. Uh, we, we appreciate you coming <laughs> on. Thank man. you,
5: AJ. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
3: All right, brother, take care. Tony AJ Gwynn Jr. There, MLB.com. Tony, sorry. sorry to interrupt you,
4: Tony. It's all right. Uh, he, he, Tony said his time is coming to an
1: end. He the time means, of off season uh, his for AJ of season Kassel is coming phone. to yes. an end. Right? He I kept know. reminding AJ. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right, nice. uh, we're wrapping things up for a good
4: week of uh, action here inside the uh, Gwyn and Chris Odyssey Palace Studios. Monday, you don't want to miss the show. Especially, I mean, you know, hard to say, but if the 49ers do lose, it is the show of the season on Monday. If they win, it'll be pretty interesting as well. Uh, One way or another, Scraby will be an absolute joy to deal with on Monday. Uh, So don't miss the show Monday at 2 o'clock. And don't miss the championship games uh, noon for the Baltimore KC game, 3.30 Sunday for Detroit and San Fran. Both games will be carried right here on 97.3 The Fan. A couple of quick things. The NBA tonight, 2 gigantic performances. Through 3 quarters Devin Booker has 52 points. Dang. Phoenix leads at Indiana 114 to 105. But that's not the biggest output of the night. Through 3 quarters Luka Doncic has 57 points. Dallas leads Atlanta 108-105. Whatever his career high is, he's going to break it whatever it is tonight cuz they're only up by 3 points. They're going to need Luka in the 4th quarter. He could have a 70 or an 80 even. We'll see how it all turns out. Enjoy the Scravy Chronicles. Up They're coming next. up
1: next with all the complaining that goes on there. <laughs> I'm not going to try. I'm going to try tonight not to complain. Keep
4: us up to date on Donkitsch. He's up to 59 now. 59. Yeah. All right. Stick around.
1: More uh, to come.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,